Hello everyone and welcome back to the Letters to Myself podcast. I hope you're all doing great today. Um, I definitely am. I've been having, I mean it's Monday today, but <laughs> it's been a pretty great Monday so far. I feel super productive and even when within the past week, I've been really inspired. I have a lot of different ideas and things I want to talk about. Um, I've been reading a lot more and just journaling and I don't know, it's just been it's been a really good week considering it's been a rough year in terms of self-growth and development. But I'm happy to say that I am back. Today I will be talking about something that I feel like I have to talk about it if I want to make content in the future because I did initially say that I really enjoy talking about spirituality, about growth, about self-development. And I feel like it goes hand in hand or kind of people associate it with nowadays the law of attraction, manifesting and having an abundance mindset, which I feel like it's been a trend for a very long time. And it has been changing. But it's in a lot of self help books that are out there. Um, It's all over Twitter, there are so many influencers that kind of promote it and say that that is how they got their following that is how they got their money. So we're going to just dive right into it. And I'm going to say and talk about my experience with it what I think about it and how my ideas have changed. So just kind of a disclaimer is that my, or we are all growing people, right? Our opinions change. Um, And as we learn more, we're able to kind of retract previous statements or say that we don't believe in something anymore, that so-and-so doesn't serve us. So my opinions about the law of attraction might change in the future. Um, They probably will as I read more and as I educate myself more. However, um, they're a lot different than they were when I first discovered it, which was around the age of 17 or 18. It could have even been before because I was going through old journaling and I had kind of been talking about it, but not really. Yeah, that's just my disclaimer. So if you disagree with me, if you think that the law of attraction has personally worked for you and you are a big supporter of it and the books I'm going to mention that I'm going to kind of not hate on, but criticize, if you like them, then good for you. Like I'm, I'm happy for you. I'm happy that they were able to help you. But a lot of the books that I'm going to mention that I read left me with a very sour taste in my mouth. And I actually got really upset with how the law of attraction is presented. And I think a lot of the information can be very dangerous, especially if it falls in the hands of young, of of youth, of of teenagers that are just trying to find their way in the world. I think it can be very harmful if it's used in the wrong way and interpreted in the wrong way. Okay. (laughs) So when I was about 16 or 17, I was going through this phase. I was just graduating high school and my last year of high school was very, very turbulent. It was, I was very depressed. I was very down. I was not in a good place in my life because I had lost the most important person to me. I was dealing with grief um, and graduation and prom. It was just a lot to handle. I was just not in a good place. So a lot of the content that I watched on YouTube at the time and throughout that whole summer was to try to uplift me. So this was at the same time where I was trying to go vegan So I was watching a lot of those spiritual vegan YouTubers based in LA who now what I see it as is they were privileged. They already had money and they were just trying to sell this lifestyle of anyone can can make it, anyone can move here and thrive. So I just had that kind of mindset watching these 
these YouTubers kind of promoting a lifestyle of abundance and, and positivity. And I will agree that it did definitely give me a lot of tools. I still use a lot of the tools today, like writing down affirmations, journaling. These are proven to have benefits. I'm not going to lie. Like journaling will improve your mental health. It will make you more positive if you reflect on what you're writing about. Affirmations 100% contribute to changing your mindset. Um, so they did help. Um, but I think honestly, what got me out of that depressive mindset was more just me growing up and therapy. And I had tricked myself into thinking that it was only the law of attraction that was doing it for me. Like this is the only way you can turn your life around. So that was me at 17 and 18. And then I kind of grew up a bit and I, I, I changed my opinion and I kind of started thinking, you know, well, I, the actions that I take in my life are important. You know, it's not only mindset. You have to put the action towards doing something. So I still believed in it. Uh, but I kind of added on this element of you can't just think it. You also have to act upon it in order to manifest something and attract an experience to you. But I was still watching a lot of content that said the be all and end all of success in your life is you just have to think your way into becoming a millionaire, into becoming famous. You can do it. You can do anything you put your mind to. So fast forward to reading a lot of nonfiction books and just books that were more psychology-based that made me start to question, not the valid, validity, is that a word, validity? How valid the theory was. But I realized that I had been very ignorant in talking about it or saying that it can change anybody's life because the truth of the matter is that it can't. I had been blind to a lot of things and I don't know how because it was right there in front of me the whole time. Um, and I kind of went through this whole phase of being shocked and and that a lot of the content I was subscribing to really did bother me, like the way it came off. So I read two books that I'm going to talk about. Actually, there's three or four, but the two main ones I'm going to talk about is The Law of Attraction by Esther and Jerry Hicks and The Secret. The Secret was written by, I have it here on my list, my reading list, Rhonda Byrne. So um, I feel like everybody's seen or heard of The Secret, um, the su super great way to change your life. Um, and The Law of Attraction is actually the title of a book. Um, they're pretty well known, Esther and Jerry Hicks. So I bought the book because I was really curious on learning about ways to elevate my ability to manifest, to do well in life. Um, a lot of the ideas in this book were saying basically that there are good emotions and there are bad emotions and that we should only be thinking good emotions because if we think bad emotions, then bad things will happen to us and we attracted that to us. And that when I started hearing things like that, I was kind of like, wait a minute. So you're saying that we attract our own trauma because I do not believe that at all for one moment. I was very disturbed by that. Not to mention the fact that emotions are very important for the human experience. Um, and labeling emotions or as bad or good emotions is not healthy. 
it's frowned upon. If you read any any book about emotions that have been published by psychologists, they're going to tell you that there's no such thing as a bad or good emotion. It is just it is just a feeling inside of your body. But all of these books that have sold millions upon millions of copies and that young people are reading is telling them that if they feel sad, that is a bad emotion. They should not be feeling that and they need to immediately change and think positively. That is not healthy. That is not part of the human experience. We are meant to feel an entire spectrum of emotions and it is not normal to be happy and positive all the time. That's what I later came to realize is toxic positivity. You cannot always be love and light. You have to do shadow work. You have to, you have to go into the deepest, darkest parts of yourself to heal. And let's say you have healed a lot of your past and you're in a good place. Even if you're doing amazing in your life, you are not going to be happy 100% of the time, nor is it healthy to really be happy 100% of the time because that's just not normal. Um, feeling sadness, feeling things like anger, uh, grief, sadness, all of these feelings are meant to be felt and you're supposed to deal with it, process it, live with it, let the feeling course through your body and heal and then you will go back to a state of I guess neutrality or, or peace, maybe not happiness, but we're not meant to just hold these feelings in, push them down, or when we're sad, just be like, I'm not gonna be sad anymore, I'm gonna push that thought away, and instead I'm gonna only think happy thoughts. Like, life does not work like that. And I just, reading the book, I was very let down because they're basically villainizing emotions. And they're villainizing people who experience depression, anxiety, who have mental health issues. Um, and, you know, we it's part of the human spectrum of emotions. So even if you don't have depression or anxiety, you're going to probably be depressed at one point in your life. You're probably going to feel anxious at one point, one point in your life. And that is because... Anxiety is actually a part of the human experience. We were meant to be anxious. It's hardwired into us, our fight or flight response. And it is a healthy reaction to certain things that trigger that fear when we feel like we're in danger. So no, it's not possible to live without these emotions. And no, it's not healthy to just push them away and not to process them. That causes, I feel like that causes more damage in the long run. So that's one thing that really bothered me. And if you've read the books, there are actually pages where the authors will go into it and, and say, you have to constantly check in with yourself. And if you notice your mind is being negative, uh, feeling a negative emotion, you have to immediately uh, rewire it and, and, and only think positively. And I was just like, this is, this is like bullshit. I'm sorry, I'm just going to say it. That is, that is freaking bullshit. Your life is not going to improve if you just ignore everything that's that's under the surface, every feeling you're experiencing. So that's one thing. Um, and then this notion of you attract every experience to you. So I'm, I'm not going to mention what they say because I would have to put a trigger warning on <laughs> this podcast episode. But basically that all the bad experiences you can think of, you attract them to yourself. Um, and it's your responsibility and only yours. It's your fault that that happened to you. So if you lose your job, that's your fault. If you lose, if you can't afford to pay rent, if, uh, if you can't afford a place to live, that's your fault. Um, if someone hurts you, that's, that's your fault. Even if it's 
physically getting hurt. You attracted that experience. And what is that going to teach you? That's the way they look at it. And come on, like we have got to do better than allowing this, allowing these books to be so popular um, when it runs this narrative and victim blames so much. Um, and as someone who has really bad trauma um, from people hurting me very deeply, I do not think that I attracted that experience to myself and I don't think that anyone else has. And if you've read these books and you feel the same way that I do, like just know you, you're not, um, you're not attracting these experiences to yourself. It's just by chance that it happened and it really sucks. But survivors of trauma or, or people who just are in really bad situations, they're not the only reason that their life is not, you know, roses and, just totally happy 100% of the time. Um, which leads to my next point is that the concept of privilege exists. And of course, not everybody is going to be born with the ability to be uh, Jeff Bezos or Mark Zuckerberg. There are, it, it's just such a complex topic um, that I feel like these books just don't get into it enough. And they just think that everybody was born on the same playing field, with the same rights, with the same privileges, with the same opportunities, when we know that's not the case. There are some people that are born um, already millionaires and there are other people that are born with zero dollars to their name, you know what I mean? So it goes a lot deeper. Um, I have a big issue with that too because most of the people that are promoting uh, the law of attraction that I've seen at least with millions of subscribers on YouTube, are just are rich are living in california and are basically spreading this message to young people saying anyone can do it um you can be a millionaire overnight and all you have to do is think about it Whew. yeah so that is my rant i know i got really ranty there um <laughs> oh let me just calm down for a second because i got really heated there because i feel so strongly about this and I, whew, I get so angry. It's like, how are you going to tell somebody that they attracted, like, God forbid, like, terrible things to themselves? That, that just that does not work. Like, I refuse to believe that. The second part of my video, I kind of want to talk about good aspects of the law of attraction, some better books that I enjoyed, um, and takeaways from this, because I don't, want people to, like I still want to talk about it I don't want people to think that I don't believe in it because I do to an extent I think it can improve your life do I think it can make you a billionaire no do I think that people can be happy if they implement some of the techniques into their lives yes I do I genuinely do um so when people say um, affirmations, journaling, meditation is a, a lot of what, um, those are all kind of things I implemented when I discovered the law of attraction. Um, those will definitely help. Affirmations have 100% helped me develop a more positive mindset. They've helped me become more grounded. Um, so that for sure, I will not lie, has helped. Also, it's definitely a fact that the more positive you think and um, you are going to attract more positive things into your life experience. And also the more you think about something, like a lot of people will be like, oh, uh, if you want to manifest a specific item, like a car 
or a per maybe you want to design a purse. The more you think about it, the more likely it is to come into your experience. I think the reason why is because the more we think about something, the more we notice it in our external environment. So I think it has more to do with that. Um, and just in general, thinking of something you want to accomplish causes a um, creates like this. It, it causes our minds to start thinking of ways that we can get it. So I think that's part of the way that the law of attraction would work. You know, if you say you want to do something and achieve a goal, and then you have a positive mindset and you say, I'm going to have this happen. I'm going to work towards this. And it's followed with action and you put in the work for it. Yeah, I definitely think um, there's a much higher chance of you achieving that goal than if you were to be negative all the time and you were to say, you know, I don't deserve this or I'm never going to get this in my life. So obviously, um, there's some truth. <laughs> I won't lie. There, there is some truth to the law of attraction. And it all, I think, comes down to mindset. And I think that when we are healthy and we're in a, a healthy mental state, I think that is the most important. Uh, so, you know, of course, if you're doing better and you're putting in the work to improve yourself, your life is going to get better. But do I think that this is an overnight process or that it's a, a miracle? No. Um, so one book I was reading that I really did enjoy that talked about manifestation and abundance. I just finished it and I was pleasantly surprised because I was expecting it to be very, um, you can attract millions of dollars. It was called Creating Money, Attracting Abundance by Sanaya Roman and Duan Packer. It's a really popular book. I've seen it on Twitter a lot of people reading it. That was a good book because it actually gave exercises of visualization. Oh, visualization is another really strong uh, manifestation technique that I think does work. The more you think of something, the more you visualize it, the more you're going to find a way to attract that to you. And I 100% believe in that to an extent, as always. Um, it was very good at kind of talking about ways you can discover your passion um, discouraging people from pursuing something solely for money because that's not how you're going to, going to be abundant. You know, abundance is more than just having money. It's more of a mindset that I am abundant in health, in, in friendships, in family. Um, I really liked the way it was worded. And I think that a lot of, uh, I mean, there are definitely more books for me to discover, but I think it all goes down to the way these books are worded. Language is very, very important when you write a book um, because it's the way it's going to be interpreted by the audience. So this book made me feel positive. It gave me techniques to manifest more money. It helped me um, this past week. It helped me realize that I did make the right decision in continuing to pursue the current career path I'm on um, and that I'm happy I didn't go to law school because that would just be me chasing money and not chasing my passion. So it kind of really clicked in for me and I enjoyed reading the book and I would recommend it if you are looking to have more monetary abundance. And yeah, that's pretty much it. So for my next podcast, there are a few, like I'm reading a new book um, about intergenerational trauma and about how uh, trauma can be passed down uh, from our parents and our grandparents. So I definitely like to talk about that because it's, it's interesting. I think it's a new part of, I think the study is called epigenetics. Um, and just the study of how um, it's not just the trauma we experience in our lives, but also it could be our parents, grandparents, even great grandparents that can transfer a lot of these 
um, illnesses down to us and how that can be cured. So I'm super interested to talk about the findings in the book and just uh, relate it back to my own experience. Um, so that will probably be the next podcast episode. <clears throat> and yeah, that is pretty much everything I have to say. Uh, again, yeah, I know it's super opinionated. Whew, I'm super nervous to put this up because I typically hold back on my opinions and I'm only ever really this vocal with my friends or family. But yeah, I hope you all have a great week. Um, and I will see you next podcast or you'll hear me next podcast. Thank you.